0: landscapers, pesticide people, everyone in that area, I have something for you. Check out Project Quoting. The link is in the description below. And you can do a 14-day free trial to see if the program is good for you. You can, it helps you quote. It's linked to QuickBooks. It is a phenomenal way to ease up the back end of your business on the admin side so that you can focus on the hard work you guys are doing outside. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we are here with Phil Filardo of Live Free Cow Practice. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So I want to learn about you and your business and uh, where it all started.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it was funny because driving here uh, brought up a lot of memories because we used to go uh, market around here and go to BNI, but probably it started um over 10 years ago i got under care with a chiropractor at the time my wife and i were working as civil engineers and uh, i was never really big into engineering when i went to college i sort of just like went with that route based on like my strengths not really based on anything that i was like interested in yeah kind of tripped and fell through engineering school Finally graduated, didn't even really wanna go be an engineer, finally got a job, didn't really like (laughs) it, and uh, always was looking for a way out. And uh, I got under chiropractic care and learned a lot about health and, and healing and chiropractic. And I'm always attracted to like, what you've been told was a lie or what everyone thinks is wrong. So chiropractic's huge about that. So I got really into you know, the, the natural side of health and staying away from drugs and things like that. And, uh, I was sort of thinking like, Hmm, I wonder what it would be like to go be a chiropractor. And then like right at the same time, uh, the wife chiropractor was a husband and wife said like, Oh, you should go to chiropractic college. And of course I was thinking like, wow, you know, this is a husband and wife. My wife and I weren't married at the time, but I was thinking about it, you know? So I was like, wow, that would be really cool life to like work together and stuff so yeah uh they gave me this cd about this chiropractic college down in atlanta which at the time i was thinking like that's crazy no way i go there because you know i'm from around here graduated from umass lol grew up in Chelmsford, and i was thinking no way we go there but uh one thing led to another we both got laid off in 2009 within like a month of each other It was always like in the back of our minds. And finally in 2010, we're like, let's do it. So we started kind of just dipping our toe in the water. We took like one class at Middlesex Community College in spring 2010. At this time, we were were living off unemployment, which I'm not like super proud of. But we're living off unemployment, not really doing much, kind of living the dream, but also (laughs) not doing anything to contribute to society. So we're going to school for that. Went down to Atlanta to check the school out in uh, July 2010. Ended up enrolling there. uh, 2011. Graduated in, actually, four years ago, like two days ago, June 2014. And then uh, didn't have anywhere to go, really. But wanted to get out of Atlanta because a lot of people, like, graduate from that school, and then they're, like, stuck in Atlanta. And we didn't really, like like, it down there. We wanted to move back here. So we moved back here. We moved in with my wife's parents. So that was, uh, (laughs) you know, humbling. Like, thank God they let us. But, uh, you know, it's humbling (laughs) to be like, gosh, you know, I'm not, like, providing for anyone, not providing for my wife, not doing anything. But uh, we had some really great mentors that taught us how to open up our office. So July 2014, we just started, like, going around – getting in networking groups, going to chambers of commerce, going business to business. And this was before we ever even had our location. We were actually kind of thinking about opening up in Bedford. Yeah. At first we were thinking Laconia, but then that seemed too crazy. So then we said Bedford, you know, we were thinking people in Bedford got some money, so they'll be able to pay for chiropractic care. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while we were thinking Bedford, maybe Manchester, maybe Merrimack, we looked at all these different spaces. They all fell through. And I mean, we were networking from July through November and like meeting people and people were like, oh, I can't wait to come be your patient and all these things. And they're like, when the heck are you going to open? I mean, it was getting like stressful and like, we didn't even have a place. Like, have you got a place yet? Have you got a place yet? (laughs) Have you got a place yet? You know, they're looking at us like, look at these two idiots that don't know what they're doing. So finally, we, we found a place down in Nashua and uh... So that was like in November, finally got it open February. In that time, you know, we met a lot of people, probably had 10 to 15 people like new people coming in for assessments that first day. Yeah. It was the day after the Patriots won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. <laughs> so I mean, I was flying high for sure, but you know, scared out of my yeah. mind how this was going to go. And then we got like a full on blizzard that day. Yeah. So only one person came in, God bless them, came in, <laughs> got under care and everything. Yeah, one person that first day. Those first few weeks are just like a blur. You know, we were open like, we're, we're right now we're only open Monday through Thursday. At that time we are open like Monday through Friday, like eight to eight at night. You yeah. know, just like open as much time, like get people in, we had, Uh, a young woman that started with us to like answer phones and things but between the three of us none of us knew what we were doing like (laughs) business wise, I mean we knew how to like you know adjust the spine and and take x-rays but like we didn't know business wise somehow we uh we put it together and and made it through I mean that first year was kind of nuts but I mean we did pretty well what's nice is uh the mentors that we have the, the program that we're part of is really good at taking people right out of school and getting them into like an established practice situation where they're, you know, at least like comfortable. I mean, believe me, I mean, there's still days today that I'm like, gosh, is this all going to like go away? But I mean, we're doing pretty well now. We've been there for over three years. And uh, I think if you had told me, like, when we went to chiropractic college, like, this is what it was going to be like. I would have been like, heck, yeah, awesome. I mean, sometimes, you know, they say, like, comparisons of Thief of Joy and stuff. Sometimes, you know, we look at these other chiropractors that are in the same program as us that see, like, two, three times as many people as us, and and they haven't even been in practice as long as us, and that can be humbling, too. But 10,000-foot uh, view, like, very satisfied with how it's gone, for sure. Yeah. You know what I like about your story? What's that?
0: It's very honest and, like, down in the dirt compared to a lot of, like, the really nice polished stories I typically get. People like, yeah, we started it. It's awesome. Things are going great. I'm like, you're lying to me. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> no, no, for sure. And I know, like, and I'm telling you, like, I've been thinking about what it was going to be like coming in here and talking, yeah. what I should talk about. But, like, driving here so reminded me because you know, especially I was thinking even driving here, like, wow, we like waste. I think if I could do it over again, I would have definitely focused more on getting like the space we were going to be in and then marketed to that space more where we were like, let's just get out, get our name out, get marketing. And then like, we'll find the space, which essentially happened. But like, we spent so much time marketing in like Bedford and Manchester. We both were in B&I's up here. And I think a lot of that was ended up you know being a little bit fruitless because so many of the people that we had met were like well you're just like a little too far for me yeah nashua. to come to you know it is i mean we're not even just like in nashua we're in like south nashua yeah. so it's like and i can understand so i mean i was thinking that driving here like wow you know uh spent so much time and energy and and money too you know driving up here meeting all these people and but i mean it was all uh good experience yeah i mean yeah like just even like going to all those chamber events and things or even like the friends of kevin that i met you at a couple weeks ago like you know that's something that a lot of people don't like do like a skill set that a lot of people yeah. don't develop is like are you're gonna go to like a room of people that like you don't really know more than one or two of them and you're gonna tell them all what you do and like that 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 is way outside of like probably anyone's comfort zone. Definitely ours, so yeah. That was fun. But yeah, you know Yeah, I mean it's tough. You know, I've been thinking about life a lot lately, you know. I think a lot of us have a tendency to look at people like you know, people that have a lot of money like like, you know, Tom Brady's been in the news a lot lately, yeah. you know. Here's a guy. A lot of people look at him, you know. Full admission, I love Tom Brady. Have ever since I laid eyes on him. Brought so much joy to my life, so I'm very much a Tom Brady apologist. But, I mean, here's a guy he has all the money in the world, beautiful wife, successful career. But, like, you can still tell if you follow him, like, there's a lot of struggle and strife in his life. And it's like, yeah. and I think that, you know, four years ago when we started, I was like, oh, you know, because, I mean, we didn't have any money for, like, years. You know, going through school, like remember like even though we're in atlanta like it gets cold there in the winter and like we wouldn't turn our heat on in our apartment above like 55 degrees you know we would walk around with like three hooded sweatshirts and i was thinking like man someday when we have money life's gonna be so sweet and easy but it's in it's funny because not only you know i mean life is great but i don't think it's any better than it was then and you know Insanely, like I look back on those times and think, like, wow, like it's so, I, th- I think about them so fondly, you know? Yeah. So it's just, that's just uh, life, I guess, <laughs> you know?
0: So, uh, do civil engineers get paid pretty well?
1: Yeah, good question, you know? Uh, and that's something else I wanted to bring up. So, when I was going through civil engineering <laughs> school, uh, I hooked on with this group called College Works Painting. Yeah. So they kind of teach you to be. Uh, your own entrepreneur and like go door to door and sell paint jobs and then in the summer you like run your own painting crews and one thing they did was they gave us a list of books to read and on that book on that list was uh rich dad poor dad yeah and like i read that book i was like yeah you gotta like own your own business to make good money and then yeah when we got out in the field engineering i mean i started making like 40 Six thousand, I think yeah which in 2006 was okay. I mean, I could live about forty six, thousand dollars right yeah. now for the rest of my life, no problem, but uh <laughs> I mean, I certainly make a little bit more now, and I don't think you know being an engineer, you know, I think probably the cap, if you're like an engineer. But like you're just working mm-hmm. at an engineering firm, it's probably like 100k, maybe yeah. 150k a year is probably your like ceiling. And you know, not only you know you do okay, but it's like it's like if you look at a list of like the highest paying college degrees or whatever, it seems like engineering's all at the top of those. Yeah. But I think those are all based on. If you're an employee, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, you're probably better off like being a doctor or something from what I've heard, you know, I'm thinking like medical doctor even, and like having your own practice, like those are probably much higher paying, but I guess those aren't undergraduate degrees. So as far as undergrad degrees, like engineers, but it's like engineering doesn't have that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm like bred into it, it's very much like, no one was ever like, this is how you go start your own engineering firm. It was very much like, go and like work your way up nice and slowly. and Maybe you'll be a partner at some point in engineering firm. Mm -hmm. And that, none of that really ever spoke to me. When I was working as an engineer, there was a lot of older guys there and like, they certainly didn't seem to be enjoying it very much. You know, and I was like, gosh, you know, I cannot do this for the next, like, 40 years and be <laughs> that guy, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you talk about college and,
0: you know, traditional academia, you're right, it's not geared for entrepreneurs. Um, I think a lot of, you read a lot of books, and a lot of, like, the gurus out there will tell you kind of that, where it's just, they teach you how to work within the system. Yeah. So they make you good employees, you know, yeah, you might become an engineer, you're never going to start your own firm, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. But there's a different type of person (laughs) that a lot of times college just doesn't help or actually hurts them. And they go out, they know how to start a business or uh, they take the risk to do so. And, you know, it's hard on that end because there's no scale. You know, you could go out there, start a business and make millions of dollars or you could go out and fail in two months. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's no way to be like, yeah, this if you're such and such an age with this degree,
1: you can make million dollars as an entrepreneur. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we have a seven month old son right now. And like, if he really is dying to go to college, I'll be like, yeah, go ahead if you want. But I'm not going to be like encouraging him where I think my generation, I graduated high school in 2000. It was like, just like, you're going to college, period. And I think that was born from a time in like the 70s and 80s where like college was very affordable. And like, if you went to college, you were way ahead of the people that didn't. But I think now, if you go to college, at best, you're like at the same level as the people that don't. at worst you're like way in debt you're behind like yippee you have a college degree i mean i hear all these stories about people that like graduate college and then they go like work a job that they totally could have done without any college education what it's like if you want to go to college for the experience and the partying and whatever like i guess i understand that but at the same time, I mean, there's plenty of partying to be had <laughs> outside of going yeah. to college and you know, now <laughs> it's like when I went to school, I first started off at Worcester Polytech. I want to say it was like 26k a year. Mm-hmm. Now it's probably like I don't even know 45. Yeah. Which is crazy too because you know, the car that cost 26k in 2000 probably costs like 30k now you know it's like Mm -hmm. the inflation of college has just gone out of control and it's clearly a a bubble is gonna burst there and like there's probably some opportunity to start up like some like universities or whatever that could be like alternatives to college that like yeah maybe you don't get like a nationally accredited college degree for whatever that's worth but like you're given like better skills like you know for instance you could go to like trade school or whatever but like there could be like a podcast university or whatever i mean Mm. i know like you can buy online courses and things like that but like you know something like that i think those will probably be what takes over yeah and all these colleges are probably going to go out of business well i agree like 50 years and without getting political I have to say that every time because I
0: totally get political. Yeah, <laughs> the um, you're right. I think colleges are becoming too expensive. What they put out isn't worth the money. Um, the only reason they are is it's kind of wrapped into the government where they're like, "Yeah, we'll pay for it," and it's uh, the
1: benefit's not there. So no, there's huge government subsidies, yeah. and it makes me wonder if we just pulled all those <laughs> subsidies what the tuition of college would look like mm-hmm. and it's like yeah all of a sudden you know you wouldn't need like french literature to get an associate's degree yeah. to go cut hair or something yeah not cut hair but yeah. like you know go be you know in the program that goes to like dental hygiene mm-hmm. school like there you know there's all these like oh well we want the people to be well-rounded it's yeah. like yeah but you're teaching them stuff that like they could learn in a youtube
0: video like yeah, well that's like a, that's a really good point actually and i think we're getting a little off chiropractic care here but um the internet i think is going to do to college what netflix did to blockbuster <laughs> yeah right there you go and uh they're not even going to see it coming or they are going to see it coming and they're fighting it which is kind of what you see happening and it's just
1: they going to crush <laughs> it's going to get crushed yeah exactly and You know, I understand we want, like, an educated society. So I'm not saying, like, we have to go, like, full, no government subsidies for anything. But, like, look at, you know, what do we need? Yeah. Because I think, like I said, you know, so many people are coming out with, like, huge debt. I mean, my wife and I have huge college debt. And believe me, like, there was a lot of classes that we took in chiropractic college that, like, a chiropractor that graduated in 1985 didn't have to take. But it's like the second the government starts giving out money to these colleges for the longer curriculum, you know, the second these colleges figure out like, hmm, more curriculum, eh? So it's like, yeah, it's just incentives. Yeah. I've always said that a
0: traditional college would be better structured if – like, you, you went for a year. So you have your first year where you actually learn, you know, how to write a paper, how to do, you know, your very basic things, how to work at that college level. Yeah. And then the, even the next four years run almost like an internship where you're out in the market working. Because it makes no sense to have four years of classes they don't need, you know. Exactly. It, it makes no sense, <laughs> except
1: for that the schools earn money. So, I mean, that's yeah it's like it's a racket like anything so yeah. now you know you just gotta be smart be like where are the opportunities yeah and it's like like now it's like if i want to get an electrician in my house to change an outlet or something i gotta call like five guys because you know the first four are too busy you know yep. so it's like now it's like it's in the trades and whatever that yep. there's probably more opportunity. Yeah, because college killed
0: people yeah. going into the trades. Exactly. So now, if you want to make a bunch of money, yeah,
1: become an electrician or a plumber, and you can make a ton of money. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, maybe in 20 years it'll be the opposite, and there'll be electricians everywhere and no engineers. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think it's funny. You know, there's a few people that are out there like uh, – Who's that dirty job? Mike Rowe. Yeah. Out there saying, like, we need more trades, guys. But it's like, it seems like there's more people that are like, we need more science and math, guys. We need more science and math, mm-hmm. guys. And I don't know. I feel like there's enough science and math. I don't know. What do we need them for? Like, seems like tech and science and they like i mean are we trying to go back to the moon or something like what do we need it well for? we're establishing a space force so which i am down for if you want to
0: contact me yeah yeah right <laughs> but uh <laughs> i would go to space I think, if you wanted me to <laughs> <laughs> oh that's too funny hey so i'm gonna take a quick break for the sponsors everyone hold on okay everyone next month july 23rd we are doing the New Hampshire Business Show Get-Together, or Guest Appreciation Night, however you would like to word it. Um, if you haven't let me know, jump in the description below, let me know who's coming so I can plan for food and all that type of stuff. We have a lot of really cool things coming along, so it's kind of an, it, it's a get-together so we can uh, say thank you for those who have been on the show, as well as <laughs> a networking night for everyone else, so, because there's going to be people there who haven't been on the show yet, so... You get to show them how awesome it is, how tight this community is getting. And all together, it's going to be a really fun night. There is only three things you need to be successful in sales. You need a good offer. You need to know your audience. And you need to be able to follow up. right? So because you're part of the Hamptree Business Show, (laughs) I'm always helping you with this type of thing. So if you need to be working on your offer and you know that's something you need to be working on, Check out the gold mine sales series, you get 25% off using the code NHBS25, links in the description below. Try them out. This is a point I was actually going to bring up earlier. So we took a pretty hard tangent there for a little bit. but um, So we went from, you said you and your wife were in civil engineering? Yeah. Okay. So you both decided at the same time to essentially become chiropractors? Well I talked her into it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But essentially, you both decided you know, at some point to become chiropractors. That seems... That's risky. Like That was a big decision to go from, you know, somewhat steady to that. What was, like, the big driving force there?
1: Yeah. I yeah. mean, I wasn't going to spend the rest of my life yeah. being miserable Yeah. just to, like, stay safe. Yeah. You know, I mean... I've always felt like whatever, whatever I need to do, (laughs) I'll be okay. Like I'm not gonna miss any meals. Uh, Growing up, I worked for my parents doing uh, uh, glass work and stuff like uh, windows and stuff like that. So I was like, worst case scenario, I can always go do that Mm -hmm. or do something. Like I always knew like I was gonna be fine essentially I didn't really have anything invested in engineering. My my parents paid for whatever I had owed up to that point oh, for wow. college. So, I mean, that was fine. You know, when I went to chiropractic school, I was like essentially completely debt free, which. Uh, That's a good start. Yeah. So at least, you know, I was free in that regard to do. It's like, hey, at the time I was 20 seven 28 years old that we're making that decision it's like i'm a young man i have this opportunity to like do something big like gotta do something because i knew that if we didn't i would always think like what if we had you know if i had gone back to engineering i would always be like gosh you know every day i probably would have thought like oh i could be doing something and probably in my mind. Being the chiropractor would be, like, a 100 times better than it even is in reality (laughs) now, you know. It is great, and it's really, you know, a fun job to have. But, I mean, there's struggles like anything. But I know that, like, driving to that engineering job when I was, like, you know, when I'm 40 years old, I'd be thinking, like, gosh, being a chiropractor would be the greatest thing ever, you know. So I couldn't – I knew I couldn't live like that. That's pretty good. I like that. Uh, I I like when people take the risk because –
0: I kind of did the same thing back in the day. I just I couldn't take working like that anymore. Yeah, so I had, you had to jump off and do something else. Or what regularly. were you doing? Um, a whole bunch of things. So I was in the military for a while, and that was absolutely killing me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then when I got out, I was in car sales, which I still kind of do now to pay some bills. But I get to do this. Yeah. And I get to you know I have that outlet, and eventually I won't have to do that anymore because the show will be doing what it needs to do and then nobody should be doing this, you know? Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, so it's, I understand your pain.
1: <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, that's good. You're living <laughs> your dream. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool, you know? I mean, ever since I learned about, like, podcasts and kind of saw a few, uh, I've been thinking, like, wow, that'd be really cool. There's actually, there's a there's quite a few chiropractic podcasts. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a great one from, like, 20... 13, 2014 until yeah. like 2015 or 16. But the guy started doing so well mm-hmm. between podcasting and some other internet based things that he not only left chiropractic left his office. I mean, he's still like around, but he really doesn't do that many podcasts anymore. Yeah. So we need someone to like take up the torch on that. <laughs> well, there
0: you go. I know. I you to do it, <laughs> I would like to,
1: I, it was funny because I also really enjoy like, uh, podcasts about movies yeah (laughs) so my wife and i were just like playing around i was like we should just we like movies we should just start our own movie podcast i was like all right we're gonna watch a movie then we're gonna do a podcast (laughs) picking a movie to watch for one thing was hard enough Mm -hmm. and then actually like watching it and doing the podcast so we only did one we did we did clueless (laughs) which was great that's funny that was very fun but uh so maybe that maybe that's just too intensive but yeah, the chiropractor podcast. You know, there's a couple other ones that are going on, but I don't know if they're that good. It, yeah. It's probably you know, it, it's harder to do what you're doing, just like the actual hosting. Never yeah. mind the fact that I'm like <laughs> totally intimidated by the tech side of things. <laughs> I still do not understand it. Yeah. And I've done. I've you know signed up for like uh, what's the entrepreneur on fire guy's name? Oh, uh, Charlie Dumas. Yes. He, his I, you know got his like free course or whatever and I like went through it and I like by like the third email my brain exploded I was like I don't get this yeah he's actually really coarse cool, so I'm actually in um, I took most
0: of that just to learn nice. another view and that's, he's pretty good I like I like doing this he's actually reviewed my show before which is kind of funny oh nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah he I'm seems like a good guy so, yeah that's yeah, pretty good Awesome. <laughs> cool. So <clears throat> we're getting pretty close to the end of it. Um, people that are interested in working with you want to learn a little
1: more. How do they do it? Yeah, you can go on our website, LF So like live free chiropractic, LF dot Um, or we have a Facebook page. I think it's uh, Facebook slash live free Cairo, Nashua. And, uh, I will just say one thing that makes us unique as chiropractors. We do a really gentle technique without any twisting, cracking, uh, or popping. So that's just one thing that kind of makes us a little bit different. There's nothing wrong with the twisting and cracking style of chiropractic, <laughs> but we just offer a more gentle technique, and a lot of people seem to respond well to it. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that again sometime because that's, yeah, I mean, that's we a lot different yeah. than
1: a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's... uh it's a technique that my wife and I discovered sort of late in our chiropractic college time, but it's nice because not only is it gentle for people, but it's really interchangeable between us two. So whether my wife's adjusting a person or I'm adjusting, them, they get a very similar uh, adjustment.
0: That's pretty good. That's cool. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for watching and thank you for joining me on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, We're going to have the last word from our sponsors, and everyone have a great day. If you're looking for a new way to advertise your business and you like kind of being on the the front edge of some really cool things, think about becoming a sponsor for the New Hampshire Business Show. I deal every week with 7 to 8 or more of uh, some of the newest and coolest entrepreneurs in New Hampshire. So if that's the type of market you want to be in front of, Reach out, let me know, and we'll talk sponsorships. That's it for today, everyone. But it doesn't have to end there. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or iHeartRadio to get more from New Hampshire's top entrepreneurs.